Hi there, my name is Amy, and I've been a medical intuitive for 22 years. This podcast is called Medical Intuitive Miracles because your body is an amazing, self-regulating, self-correcting wonder, and all we need to do is give it the tools and resources to perform its own medical intuitive miracle. And that really means that we all have the ability to feel great all of the time. And that's what we're gonna talk about in this podcast. I'm gonna open my toolbox and share everything I can and everything I've learned with you because I care and I want you to feel good. And that's what we're gonna do together. Hello there. I hope you're having a beautiful day and I'm so happy that you've come to chat with me and sit with me whether you're driving in the car or doing housework or whatever you like to do while you listen to your podcasts and share some time together. It's an honor and a privilege to get to talk to you. So today we are going to talk about healing arthritis and the concept from a traditional Chinese medicine standpoint of damp heat in the body and especially in the joints. So a lot of times in these podcasts, as you know, I will draw on bits and pieces of case studies from different clients. So we're going to have a little bit of an amalgam today from quite a few different clients. And At some point, perhaps I can do a whole separate episode on rheumatoid arthritis. Um, But in this case, we're going to talk about just, you know, regular arthritis and then rheumatoid arthritis and um, similarities and differences and just some of the implications from a medical intuitive and energetic perspective. As always, it's wonderful for you to remember that I'm not a doctor, nor am I a lawyer or a psychiatrist, or an acupuncturist, and so all of the information I share with you today is for informational purposes only, and you should consult your own health practitioner before using any of it or following any of it. So uh, let's talk about the concept of damp heat, and then that's going to lead us into this arthritis topic. So from a traditional Chinese medicine standpoint, dampede is kind of what it sounds like, you know, kind of what you would think of. And there are times, for example, when experiencing dampede, a hot, humid day, going to a steam room can be great for our constitution. It's when we already have too much dampness in the body, too much heat or too much damp heat in the body that those conditions aggravate us, by the way. So it's kind of an everything in moderation stance on these types of things. So we're going to kind of go deep into the body and the energy body here from a Taoist and traditional Chinese medicine perspective and talk about a concept called latency. You probably have heard me talk about this before on the podcast because it pertains to a lot of different ailments. So 
constitutional level latency is where we're going to start. Our constitutional level chi is like a deep underground river under the earth full of the most beautiful, pristine, sparkling light water. It's our deepest, most vital life force. And it's primarily congenital and it's our, you know, our essence and our highly spiritual nature in a, in a lot of ways. And that in its pure state is just pure light, high frequency light. We also come in congenitally with what is called constitutional level latency. The congenital side, the part that we come into our incarnation with, would be ancestral and or karmic, and also picked up in utero at times too, if not in the genome in its uh, full scope of physical matter and energy, which is a whole nother podcast topic. And then we also have constitutional level latency that's not necessarily congenital that can be added during our incarnation. That could be things that we suppress that are emotional or mental. So trauma, um, feelings that we are not able to process, uh, limiting beliefs. We also can have constitutional level latency that's pathogenic in nature. That means viral, bacterial, fungal, and microbial. Sometimes we add these in through uh, pathogen exposure, which by the way, is not a bad thing. It's part of how we strengthen our immune system, also known as our way, W-E-I, chi. And we strengthen elements of our constitution through this process. That, that external chi gets to experience outside forces and kind of polish us. So obviously nobody likes being sick or having symptoms. And if the body doesn't have the resources, typically yin energy resources on multiple levels and in many meridians, then we see symptoms and sometimes there's not enough resources and people don't survive things. So I'm never saying any of that is positive. And if it were up to me, I always tell my clients, we wouldn't have any of this suffering. We wouldn't work through latency in this way. Um, I didn't write the program. I just report on it. So uh, going back to this concept of latency. So we have all of these potential kinds of latency in our constitutional level. Another thing to note is everybody comes into incarnation with latency. It's really unavoidable, and nor is it negative. It's part of being a human being in duality at this time. Perhaps that will change in the future. And I also, my own personal medical intuitive theory around that is the latency is the glue of incarnation, and so it's the stickiness that allows souls to stick and actually come through. So when there's not glue, sometimes incarnation doesn't happen in the way that it, it does, you know, unaided. And that's not the only cause of that, and we're not 
going to talk about fertility crisis today because that's a whole other can of uh, information for, for a better term than what I would have said. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so that's the lowdown on latency. So when we have this constitutional level latency, you can think of that deep underground river, that pristine, you know, high quality, beautiful light river of the most, you know, sparkling, beautiful water or whatever. And imagine if there's a boulder on the bottom and you can't see it, it's submerged. That's the metaphor of, of a piece of latency, basically. It's not really hurting anything when it's deeply submerged on a con constitutional level, it's latent. Um, but, you know, in being there, it is impeding the flow of the river, although the cheese getting around it, the water's getting around it, but if it wasn't there, there would be a more complete flow. So latency is not necessarily bad. When things begin to come out of latency, you would imagine if the boulder rose up and was kind of starting to stick out of the water. Now, in my experience, when latency comes out unaided, which has happened to me, I don't know how many times in my life, but I don't know, under 50. And I'm somebody who is really into the conscious management of energy. So when I feel guided, and sometimes through like protocols that I use for, that are medical intuitive in nature for myself, I will do things to induce that exodus of latency consciously so as not to have it come out unconsciously. So point being, when latency comes out unimpeded, how it feels to me is it kind of feels a little bit like if there's a lot of it, I should say. If it's just a little, we barely notice. If it's a lot it feels kind of like jumping out of your skin and like you have to throw up, but you're not nauseous. So it's a little bit intense. So if latency's coming up because it's been provoked by something, which could be, oh my gosh, a million things, situations, substances, experiences, environmental factors, certain times of life, soul agreements, and more and more and more. Um, so if latency is getting provoked and coming out and it's too much, sometimes the body says, hey, 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 this is too much latency coming out at once. We need to mitigate this process. And so it creates dampness or what we call damp accumulation in traditional Chinese medicine. And that sort of slows down that release of latency. And then, you know, as the dampness does or doesn't relieve, if it does relieve, then the latency is released in a, in a slower, more controlled manner. So talking about dampness and damp accumulation, this concept of arthritis, these, you know, typically these pain and inflammation syndromes in, in the joints from a really general standpoint, we're going to correlate some of that to dampness. So as things come up and out of constitutional level latency, they will go into another energy channel. A lot of times it will be one of the 10 main organ channels. And there's two organ channels for each of the five uh, Taoist elements. Sometimes there's some, there's some other channels. Sometimes it'll go elsewhere too. There's a lot of things it can do, but... Um, one of the deeper channels that's really the closest to the constitutional level is the kidney channel. 
The kidney channel is associated with winter stillness. When it's out of balance, it can be associated with the energy of fear and anxiety. And it's obviously associated with the kidneys. Um, it's companion organ and companion channel under the umbrella of the water element in Taoism is the bladder. Makes sense, right? Kidney channel is also associated with the ears and teeth. The teeth are constitutional level, but since kidneys close, it's sort of interwoven. Um, also specifically really associated with the knees and in general also with the bones and joints. Once again, because the bones themselves are pretty associated with kidney channel, especially the joints. The bone marrow is constitutional level. So that's, you can see how those are close together in the body as well. So when damp accumulation is being generated by the release of latency and it goes into the kidney channel, which isn't what it always does. There's many other things that it does. Um, when it goes into the kidney channel, one of the ways it comes out is specifically in arthritic condition, one of many ways, and it doesn't have to be symptomatic. So that's part of what we're gonna talk about is what might, might we do about this? We'll, we'll land on that. Now, the heat side of things, um, sometimes if some of that, that damp accumulation provokes the liver channel, which is, you know, they're all related, but it's pretty associated with the kidney channel. They're both eliminative and things like that. Um, the liver channel is prone to generating heat, so sometimes that's where that heat gets generated, and we can extrapolate that out to methylation problems, problems in breaking down histamines, et cetera, et cetera, which some of those are also commonalities with both, both of these types of arthritis that we're thinking about here. Um, so the heat is synonymous with inflammation as well. So dampness and fluid buildup in some cases and inflammation, and that's damp heat in the joints. And so the question being, what should we do about all this? So there's a few things that can be done. And, you know, my stance is for whatever reason we've chosen to incarnate and release some amount or some certain types of latency. Some of it's probably ancestral, typically, for most of us. Um, and why? I don't really know. So like I said previously, if it's up to me, I'd pick a different program for all of us, but it's not. So one of the things we can do is work on releasing latency consciously instead of having it have to go through the damp accumulation process because there's too much of it. So a great way to do that is um, with a process I offer on my website. It's labeled at the moment, at the time of recording, uh, on the homepage is something like get my energy clearing mantra. It's not exactly a mantra, it's actually a process, but it's something where you get to download a process. The process that you want is called an anger release protocol. Great for everybody, honestly. And even though with the kidney channel, we're actually working more with the energy of fear, um, 
we can get the anger off the top and free up the fear to come out. And then we can use the same process and just use it for fear. So if you, if you go to the site, download that, and then go through that process, it's just a PDF. You can view it. I think you can print it. I designed it, I believe. It's just, it's just clouds or something. It's not that extensive, but it's cute. And um, you could print it out and have it around and say it takes 10 or 15 minutes. Do it every week or two, every week, maybe twice a week if you want to really go for it and vent some of that latency yourself. Start out with the anger. That's the heat. You may as well get the heat out. And then at some point, if you feel ready, you could use the same process but intend to do the same thing with the fear. It's a breathing and little bit of movement exercise. It's actually adapted. I, I've changed it quite a bit, but it's originally adapted from something my late medicine teacher had me do when I was probably like 19, 20, 21, probably all those ages to clear a lot of um, anger out of my body. So she wasn't really a traditional Chinese medicine person. She would have liked it. She just, you know, didn't have the exposure. So now I apply it to latency as well because of, 20, you know, 22 years of medical intuitive work, so probably 25 years since I did that with her. Um, there's a lot of great applications, and I've adapted it. So that's a way to consciously move uh, latency out of the body and bypass the damp accumulation mechanism and to move that heat out. N next... Um, Amy's not a doctor, as you know. Typically, some of the herbs and substances that help with this, uh, I will detail for you and why they work, what they do. So number one is curcumin, which you've probably heard of, derived from turmeric. Now, here's the thing about curcumin. It is drying. Awesome. Damp, go away. We love it. It is thermally warming. And curcumin is also provoking for latency, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you have the resources and the mechanism to move the latency out of the body without having damp accumulation occur. And because it's drying, I think it's a great way to do it. It makes it go out without getting damp. Um, it also dries damp. So if you were to use curcumin, obviously you would be talking to your health practitioner anyway, but it would be good to use it in a moderate amount to not provoke the thermal heat side of things. It's kind of interesting and, I don't know, converse that it is an anti-inflammatory though. So even though it might provoke a little bit of heat as long as you are tolerating it, it's ultimately having an anti-inflammatory effect as well as drying, drying damp like that one of the best items to dry damp in our toolbox from a substance substance standpoint. That was a tongue twister. Substance standpoint. There we go. Uh, next one is Boswellia, which is derived from frankincense plant, the plant that makes frankincense, which has a different name. I think the name is Boswellia. Gosh, I can almost picture its Latin name too. Uh, tremendously anti-inflammatory and, and pain relieving. From a medical intuitive perspective, I have something called synesthesia. So when I connect with a plant or a substance, 
if I allow it. Usually I've got the volume turned down on it, otherwise I'd never get anything done. But um, when I allow it, I receive a cacophony of information, like a symphony starting to play, full of all kinds of sensory input from uh, tonal sounds to feelings, to body feelings, to different levels of metallic tastes in my mouth and uh, so much more. Um, so Boswellia, from that standpoint, not, I don't think, researched, what I have seen Boswellia also do is have a really um, effective and synergistic effect on the parts of the somatic nervous system and the autonomic nervous system that have to do with the pain response. So in the somatic nervous system, those are the sensory neurons. In the autonomic nervous system, it's a whole nother extensive array. Um, the somatic nervous system is responsible for our voluntary reactions, our voluntary actions. So when we decide, well, me deciding to speak right now, there are motor neurons and sensory neurons that are working together to give my brain the information that allows me to speak. So to move my mouth, my jaw, my vocal cords, um, and to give the sensory input back of like, you know, however my lips are hitting together or whatever, so I can speak. Now my autonomic nervous system is responsible for all the involuntary stuff. So that is running the breathing and the pumping of the blood and all the involuntary stuff. So in both parts of those uh, segments of the nervous system, which are all part of the peripheral nervous system, which is basically the whole system that's not the brain, brainstem, and spinal cord in, in simple terms. All of those pain sensory, sensory neurons and other pain modulating and pain related neurons, I have seen only as a medical intuitive, I don't think this has been directly studied, um, those seem to have a really modulating effect from Boswellia. So it's like Boswellia is, it's transferring some of its energetic medicine to us and creating a really synergistic response where it's turning the, you know, each neuron basically up or down according to what's going to be optimal for us. So when we take Boswellia, if we want to amp that up, we can be aware of it and we can put in like the intention as we take the, the Boswellia uh, pill or whatever, have that intention be ease, comfort, joy, uh, feeling great in our body all the time. And, you know, have the being who overlights all the Boswellia in existence help us make that happen. Um, and then the other supplement that often comes up for arthritis, especially when it's got a rheumatic component. Um, I'm going to see if I pronounce, I'm going to give you two pronunciations because everybody pronounces it differently. Uh, quercetin or quercetin. So it's Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N, I think. Um, it's basically a natural antihistamine. It does a nice job of modulating a lot of different elements of autoimmune response. 
you know, allergies are autoimmune, elements of RA, rheumatoid arthritis are autoimmune, many, many things have an autoimmune component. And what that really means is that the immune system, which is actually from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, has a lot to do with the, the lung channel, by the way, and as well as that wei qi, that external qi, it's kind of like our bubble. Um, the immune system is confused. So it's attacking something it's not supposed to. What got it to be confused? Could it be the damp heat? Could it be the ancestral density? Could it be environmental factors since we live in an extensive chemical soup and a extensive EMF bonanza nowadays, most of us? Um, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. But so sometimes that blend has a really great effect from a synergistic perspective as well. And you can use that to help mitigate those symptoms, especially if you are taking complete personal responsibility for your energy and its management and consciously moving latency out of your body in a way that feels neutral or good so you can move into feeling great all the time. So um, thank you so much for listening. Please let me know your comments and especially if you try these things, you can always tell me on Instagram because I'd love to hear how they land. And medical intuition is not an exact science. I am sharing information. I am sharing things that I've learned from talking to people's spirit guides. Every human is so incredibly different. Humanity is so diverse. Every body, every soul, every being is unique. What works for one person may not work for another for a wide variety of reasons. So uh, be gentle with yourself, love yourself, and See if you can tune into what your body needs, and on all levels, by the way. And I will offer one last little point about that ancestral latency idea. Um, just kind of throw this in and bury the lead, so to speak, at the very end. We all carry the entirety of our ancestors' experience and energy in our bodies. There's no way to get around that, in my opinion. But it's not a bad thing. The way that we carry that with ease, and so it's not a burden, but a joy or a neutral force, is to move into non-attachment to that ancestral energy or neutrality. Uh, how do we do that? Many different ways. But with that being our intention, instead of being like, wow, we got to clear everything. We have to clear every ancestor's trauma. We got all this latency. We got to clear these past lives. We can call it, we can use whatever, you know, whatever terminology if you want to be Taoist or shamanic or we have to do all these soul retrievals, which is all great stuff. And when it comes up, we do it because it's the right experience. But if we come into complete and total non-attachment to the same thing, it would have no effect. So it's just something to reflect upon. It's not, that also is certainly not an exact science. Um, 
the book The Untethered Soul is a great way to get in touch with that idea and it's very relaxing to read so if you want to explore that in a more experiential way within yourself that might be a good place to start all right wishing you a beautiful day thank you so much for listening to the end i'm so honored you spent this time with me and i'm so excited to hear about your journey and your experience finding miracles in your life and healing your body Uh, as well as anything else you'd like to share a great way to get in touch with me is to send me a dm on instagram that's where i'm most active and you can find me at amy lee mccree on instagram you can find all kinds of info about me my work my 17 books and counting on my website, amyleemercury.com, and I'd love to hear from you on any of those channels. And I hope that you've gained value from our work here today and that your life is enhanced and that you feel great because that's what I want for you, to feel good all of the time. Have a beautiful rest of your day or night.